from um, Pastor Kenneth E. Hagan and the Holy Spirit, and I read those books. I was so hungry, still am, which is why I'm in school. And uh, I learned about the promises that God had for us, and so I said in April, well, I believe that I've been healed, so I quit taking the medications on my own accord. Um, for those of you who know that, yes, but not necessarily always good. So in the fall, I started losing my hair. <laughs> and so I started getting nervous again and thinking that, oh, no, this is bad. Um, but I was here on Wednesday night, and I had Pastor Mark pray over me for that. And then I just pretty much just put my faith that, and my belief, my belief that God healed me. And I didn't think a whole much more about it until I had decided to get an annual exam. And that can kind of bite you, too. Because I got a bad report while I was there. They were concerned about my heart and also my thyroid. And they also took my, um, my blood work. And I left there initially in the flesh freaking out. And within three hours, I remembered what I was activating, which was not the kingdom of heaven. So I started changing my words. And then, and then um, on Thursday, I got a phone call and I got a message from my nurse saying that she needed me to call her back, which usually is not a good thing to talk about my results. And so when I called her back, she, she just said, I just wanted to let you know that your results are perfect. So, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, talk about how you've been uh, testifying. <laughs> so then on Sunday, because uh, Pastor Mark really, the Holy Spirit stirred in me saying, you need to be sharing testimonies, whether it was recent or a long time ago. And I just left here completely just overwhelmed in excitement. And I went to see my realtor, and I threw up on him. And he was so excited to hear about the information. Did you say you threw up threw on up him? Threw up on it's a, it's a It's a slang term. Okay. Kind of like squirrel. Good. Like what? Squirrel. I don't know that We'll one. teach you that. <laughs> I'm so not cool. <laughs> so... In excitement, I wanted to share it with him, and, and I was able to find out that, that he was also a Christian, which was great, and then he's interested in what, in Life Church and what we have here to offer. I then shared it with a girlfriend of mine, um, a couple friends of ours, and then um, every day since, and then I actually was at um, the gym on Monday, and I found out a gentleman had his brother got diagnosed with like stage 3 esophageal, esophageal cancer. And then um, I shared in my testimony, and then I said, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit's anointed in me, and lets me lay my hands on your esophagus, and we'll pray for your brother. And he literally was trembling underneath the hand, my hands as the Holy Spirit. So I can't wait to hear his report. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You see how many do doors get open just by telling your story? You just say, this is what God did for me. And all of a sudden you have all kinds of new conversations that never would have existed if you kept it to yourself. Wow. Amen. I'm thankful for everything that God is. I can't wrap my mind around Him completely yet. I can't. He's, he's bigger than my brain. You know? And I don't mean that I'm about to catch up to him either, but uh, I want everything that God has for me. I want everything he has for us. I know you're that way. Even tonight, man, it's been good. It's been rich, good praise, good celebration. Uh, there's a part of me that, th that feels like 
just right on the inside that were close to something but haven't stepped over. I'm kind of into stepping over. You know what I mean? I don't know if any of you sense that on the inside. You probably do. That is good. We're not, don't despise it. We don't diminish it. It's thank God we can worship and His Spirit moves among us. But sometimes in a corporate meeting, especially, it's like you can go a little bit more and then everything breaks, like that song, breaks out. Huh? Then all of a sudden everything busts loose. Amen. If you would, take your Bible for a minute. And we, you know, we may do something else, but, and uh, look with me at the book of Second Kings, chapter 4, Second Kings, chapter 4, verse 1, 4, 1, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And, and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. See a little bit different system back then. You owed money. Uh, They could literally do that. All right. Uh, Verse two. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? So the prophet wants to help, wants to do something. He's looking for something to work with here. And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Everybody say that last line with me. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, you and your sons, and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. I find it interesting when reading a story like this uh, to see that the God side of this equation, meaning the multiplication of the oil, is unlimited. All right, God can make as much oil as he wants to make. I mean, there's no, well, God ran out, and, uh, and so, it's, so it dried up, right? Uh, that sounds like a trick question. I mean, right in the sense that, no, God doesn't run out, and then it stops. The thing that causes the oil in this case, or anything that God does to stop, is not an inability for Him to continue. It is not a lack of resource, a lack of power, a lack of willingness, a lack of anything on heaven's side. Because when you are the all in all, and when you are almighty, and when you are the creator of the heavens and earth, you can make as much as you want and as much of that whatever you make as you want, right? 
But what was necessary here was that there be a capacity, if you will, to receive all that that uh, a person could. God could make as much as was needed and more. But her ability of what she received in oil was limited to her ability to contain it. Her ability to, to hold it. Everybody with me today? Huh? When we talk about God in our personal lives, we talk about the move of His Spirit. We talk about what He wants to do in the land. It is not limited by God's ability. It is not limited by God's willingness. I never want to approach God in prayer as if I want Him to move. Lord, I want you to save people and heal people and set people free. If only you wanted it as much as I want it. Because how many know that's not the case? The very fact that I do want it is only, uh, uh, is only in existence because God wants it first. And He worked in me to cause me to be hungry, compassionate, desirous of, of, of Him to move. Everybody with me now? All right. So, so, so it's not on heaven's side that there is any shortage in any way. But we must, if we want to have more oil, or we could say more manifestation of the glory of who God is and all that belongs to us in Christ, we must have a larger capacity. We must have more containers. We must, we must view this as God will pour out until I cannot contain it anymore. And if I want the magnitude of all that is God, then I need to think big. I need to prepare for much. If I prepare just a few jars, God will fill them. But if I prepare many jars, he will fill them. And if I read this, I have no reason to believe that if there were enough jars present, that the oil wouldn't still be running today. And there would be a place on planet earth where the oil just flows. Right? What was necessary? More containers. Amen. I mean, I don't know the rest. Maybe she exhausted all her neighbor's containers. Maybe they weren't. I I don't know. But I, I do see this, that the oil kept flowing until there was no way to receive it anymore. And when I think about how God wants to move in our lives and in our church, I think, man, there is not a limit on God's side. There is not a, there, there is not a lack of will or ability on His side. How much can we handle? How, how, how much do we want? What are we prepared to receive? How many think God has ever been kind of slowed down by the you know, the ability for us to receive by the belief of us, by the expectation and by even, you know, faith is, faith prepares for the future. What you believe today will cause you to act in such a way to get ready for whatever you believe. If you believe small, you'll expect small, you'll prepare for a small amount. But if you have a large belief in a great and awesome and almighty powerful God, 
It'll cause you to do things in such a way where you can receive and contain and handle more of what he wants to do. What's your capacity for God? Now, this is a thought. Ready? Exactly what you have right now. Exactly how much you have of God working and manifesting and providing and doing things in your life. That's your capacity. Because God's not withholding. Huh? So, man, I'd like to see some more. I'd like to handle, I'd like to experience some more. Then let's think about, whoop. Lord, give me a bigger vision. Lord, give me a greater expectation. Lord, help me to see. Where can I get some more containers? Where, how can I broaden my heart? How, how, can, how, how can this thing be expanded so God would not be limited in what he could do in us? Everybody listening to me now? I'm telling you, some of what I'm talking about is it's not about a, a works thing. It, it is about a mentality. It is about an attitude. It is about faith for sure. But how do I pray? How do I worship? How do I p- plan for my future? Is it, is it with an expectation of a fullness of a manifestation of God? I don't, I don't even like to tell this, but I've noticed before in me and, and that I've dealt with certain situations in the past not on equal levels. And I'm referencing, I, I've talked to individuals who had physical problems that were evident right in front of me. And I, and I went after it like a lion, bold as a lion, and just made outstanding statements that I could never personally back up, but I knew God was with me, and I would say things, you know, here's what we're going to do, I'm going to do this, and this is exactly what's going to happen. And I would do it, and you know what would happen? Bam! Just like that, God would show up and back me up because... <clears throat> I mean, I just dealt with it a certain way. I knew it in my, I knew it in my heart, and it, God manifests instantly. And then I've, I've looked back and internally diagnosed how I've dealt with things that seemed big in my mind. And I didn't say anything wrong or say anything unscriptural per se, but I didn't deal with it with that same boldness and didn't see the same result. And what I learned from that, it's not about condemnation. It's about, come on, dude, step it up. Stop seeing this thing through your own eyes and your own ability. Let's get it all in perspective and see it from God's standpoint so he can do anything and not only do the things that you think he can do at that time. Because everything we, we deal with and face in this life is minuscule compared to the almighty, awesome power of God. Amen. And so I want to blow it out of my own thinking. I want to blow it out of our, our, our experience here. Let's not let the last thing we've heard from God be the, be the cap. Let's not let the last time we felt His glory and seen His presence, let's not that be, let not that be the lid, okay? Let's always push it up, push it up, push it up, push it up, push it up. Amen. Look with me at, at uh, 1 Kings. No, Second Kings 13. Second Kings, same books. 13. Chapter 13 over here. 
this is good. This is good. Um, uh, verse 14, 13, 14. Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Don't focus on that. That means nothing right now. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elisha said to him, "Uh, take a bow and some arrows. So So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands, and he said, open the east window. And he opened it. And Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. So, so, so what's, the, what's the word of the Lord? I mean, this is an outward demonstration. You find that somewhat common in, in, in the prophets' ministry, especially in the Old Testament. They would demonstrate things, and this was symbolic, uh, at what, what he was doing. But the will of the Lord here is that they strike the Syrians until they have completely destroyed them. They're totally free from them from here, there on out. Verse 18, then he said, take arrows. So he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. What was the will of God? Syria be wiped out, that they totally win this battle. And what happened is they had three victories, but they didn't completely wipe them out. Why didn't they? It seems to be found here in the attitude of the king. When he said, take the arrows and strike the ground, okay, all right, that's the kind of result you'll get. You'll strike them three times. And he said, you should have hit the ground at least five or six times. I think that a lot of what we experience from God, in God, has to do with this very same thing. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do what we're supposed to do. But, you know, three times. Just a few times. And so we get a little bit of victory. We have a little bit of manifestation of God, but there is another heart. There is a, there is that boldness. There is that attitude that says, bless God. I'm going to have everything that he can do, everything that he offers. And we hit the ground and we keep hitting the ground and we, we hit it until we know it's enough until we know this is sufficient. This is the correct response to what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. You and I are not the children of Mickey Mouse. We are children of the Most High God. 
And there's, a, there's an attitude about approaching him that shouldn't be just wimpy, wimpy. You know, wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Uh, you know, it's old trash bag commercial. Uh, it's a hefty, hefty, hefty. Right? It, it's a different approach. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray so this, so, so this thing is dealt with and done. Huh? I'm going to deal with things with, a, uh, with an attitude of completion. I'm going to get so many jars that people are going to say, you are one crazy jar person. What's up with all the jars? What? The Lord told me to get some jars. I'm going to get all the jars. <laughs> Everybody with me today? I don't know what the Lord t- talks to you about, what, what, what he deals with you about to do. But how do you approach that? I mean, what's the attitude with which you use? Is it, or is it, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard to put this into words, but you can kind of see that, see it there. You should have done it more. Well, I did. I did what I was supposed to do. Well, by by, the, by looking at the result, I'm going to have to say no. You didn't. You, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. I don't want to. Li- I don't want to view everything that I have done, everything I can, everything I do see, and and necessarily conclude that well, that's all God wanted to do necessarily conclude that this is this is the this is the full potential well is it is the enemy totally wiped out look at luke chapter six see that's old testament okay here's jesus luke chapter six mm-mm-mm And verse 38, Luke 6, 38, Jesus said here, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be put into your bosom. Look at that last phrase now, ready? For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. What determines the measure with which it will come back to us? We do. The measure we use. Not what God decides. Not what he predetermines that you will have this certain allotment. No, with whatever measure. You say, how much is that? How, how much is that measure? I don't see it as a, as a quantified amount. In other words, it's like a quart or a, a gallon or some unit of measure, whatever measure that you use. What's that to you? What, whatever you put into it, the Lord's going to use that standard to give it back to you. What you put into your relationship with God, the Lord uses that standard to measure out back to you. Why do some have an outstanding? 
outstanding uh, relationship with God. And, and, and he's just constantly, they're, they're just so tight. They're just so intimate. And he moves continually in their life because they give that part that much out to that relationship. They're putting that into it. And when you put that into it with God, the measure you use, it's measured back to you again. But then it's, you know, it's, it's God measured. So it's good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But it's with that same heart, that same faith, that same attitude, that same measure. Amen. And so I, I think about, okay, if I'm going to... If I'm going to read the word, what am I giving to it? What am I putting into that? If I'm going to pray, how am I going to pray? And I'm not talking about giving, about getting into the flesh and, man, if I pray, I just have to pray loud. No, no, it's not just about physical things. But I tell you, sometimes when you put yourself into it, it's going to be loud. Or it's going to be much. It's going to look like it. But that's the, that's the outworking of it. It's not the root. The root is, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to, whatever I do for the Lord, I'm going to do it heartily. I'm going to do it with all my might. I'm going to put everything I have into it. And then you get that back. Then you get it measured back to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so, we think about services. We think about meeting times like these. We can approach them with a certain expectation. We can approach them with a certain level of putting ourselves into it. You know, we can approach putting a lot or just enough or just a little. Amen. I want you to consider these things because I, I believe there can be an increase. There can be an increase. Sometimes when you build something up a whole lot and you say, hey, we're doing something special. We're doing a special event, special services. What happens is, is a certain number of individuals in a, in, a, in a church will totally step up and they'll pray before the service when they don't normally. They'll, they'll pray about it. They'll, you know, text and tweet and Facebook about it and, and there's just a lot of they're putting themselves into why we're doing something special we're doing something big oh it's going to be good you know we're doing this special all church and people will put themselves into it and you'll, you'll, you'll watch there is, a, there is an increase of God as a result of it there's an increase of result of manifestation things happen because people are pouring themselves into that. But then, you got your every day. You got your, well, we always do this. You got your, just my normal prayer time. Just my normal Bible study. Just my normal church service. Just my normal yada, 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 this, that. And so, what we do is we shrink our container. Our capacity. Our capacity for God is... It's still there, and he still fills it. It's just not as big. Everybody with me on this? There's an approach to God, an approach to worship and prayer and evangelism and, and 
the world and seeking Him and giving and praying for one another and whatever, serving. There's an approach to this that's, that's bigger. And if you, if you are at all like I am, and I know you, many are, you want to step over that edge and you want to go a little bit more, a little bit further. And you hate the fact that you could potentially be limiting what God wants to do because you thought too small. Because you hit the ground just a couple times, and that's good enough. That's fine. Let's get going. Tick, tick, tick. Instead of, no, bam, strike that thing and keep hitting it and keep hitting it until the Lord says stop. Would you get off the ground? You know, until the Lord tells you to stop. Amen. And I wonder how much oil there can be. Hmm? I know it's oil. That's physical oil. We know the Bible's full of types and shadows as well. Oil's a symbol, an emblem of the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing. It's the, it's the flow of God. It's the move of the Spirit of God. Can we have more pots? Can we be swimming in it? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Let's all stand up. Oh, we praise you, Father. We glorify your name. Thank you for what you're doing in this place. Oh, we praise you. We thank you. Oh, we give you glory and honor. We worship you. We bless your name. We honor you and bless your name, for you are great. Father, increase the capacity of your vessels here tonight. May the limitations be removed and the boundaries be laid flat that we could encompass the glory of who you are. All that you are, all that you want to do, Lord, we seek you, your best, and nothing less. Oh, your majesty, and nothing short of it. The world and the fullness thereof, the heathen for our inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for our possession. Lord, may there be... Oh, may there be an expanded vision. May there be a growing expectation. May there be a deep well, a deep well within each person. Oh, to receive and contain all that you would want and desire. Help us, Lord, to take a step. Help us to go further. Help us to experience more. Lord, we're putting our measure into it. The full measure, the measure we use, we choose to use it all and receive it all from you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's sing a song and uh, let's worship the Lord for a few minutes. And, and you know, if it's just a few, I don't know. I, th- I just think... Let's let's see if we can shake the planet. Uh, I mean, from the inside out. You know what I'm talking about? It's a spiritual thing. It'll man. It manifests physically. 
but he is worthy of our praise. And we have the victory now. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. And someone may need to shout, and someone may need to jump, and someone may need to, to uh, dance, and someone may need to kneel and cry. And, uh, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not putting any limits on it. Just uh, full measure. Can we for the last few minutes of the service? Full measure. What do I mean? I mean we praise. I mean we shout. I mean we worship. And we hold absolutely zero back. Nothing back. Everything, 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 everything. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah.